the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back in. Yesterday, I had the chance to talk with Riley Gaines before she boarded a plane for Ohio, where she will testify on behalf of House Bill 68 today that protects women's sports. You can watch her testimony on the Ohio channel. I believe she's scheduled to talk at 2.30. Here's my final segment with Riley. Jeff, cut three, please. Uh, One other question, and then I'll let you just share any final thoughts that you want to make sure that are out there. Uh, First, though, the question, are there sources you pull from that contain facts? I know people lost on this issue. They often go to places like the Trevor Project, which is a source that is shady and has largely been debunked. But where can our listeners go to to learn more about the issue and maybe your stances on the issue? Of course, and that's a really good point because there's a lot of – I'll use the word propaganda because, uh, again, being seeing it firsthand and knowing really what went down from our, our universities and different things, I entirely see it as propaganda. There's a lot of propaganda being pushed, um, lots of coercion, uh, lots of virtue signaling, I think is a good word. Um, and there's a lot of alternatives out there. Uh, I will say there's a, an organization called ICON, which stands for International Council on Women's Sports. They do phenomenal work on this. Their website is, I, I think it's iconswomen.com. Uh, there's a group called Independent Women's Forum, IWS. They do <coughs> excuse me, a lot of the legislative work and do, do really phenomenal work state by state. Um, they have ways you can contact your representative and your senator, state senator. Um, so they do awesome stuff. I constantly try and post breaking stories on my Twitter, which is Riley underscore Gaines underscore. So people don't believe the narrative that this is that this is not happening, uh, because as mentioned, it, it certainly is. Um, and it's important to stay up to date, to stay, I really hate saying to stay educated, because that's something that an activist would say. But I am an activist, I guess. <laughs> I just don't have purple hair and I'm not screeching. But um, I do think people should should stay up to date and educated on, on the topic. Uh, so so you're not falling into to believing the narrative that it's not happening. And I'm going to suggest that folks do get to your Twitter account and search out um, your dismantling of Keith Olbermann. That video is one of my all-time favorite. Uh, Riley, are there any other final thoughts that you'd like to share? Of course. Uh, as I just said, uh, and coming from Tennessee, look, I live in Tennessee where people have become complacent because it's a red state uh, for the most part, pretty much every county, maybe outside of Nashville and Memphis, are, are relatively conservative so people think, you know, we put our heads down. We think it's not happening here. Who cares? Let's let states like California handle with it, handle it, because that's where it's happening. Do not believe that for a second. Uh, it's happening in Ohio, um, within again school boards, different things. This this movement is being pushed, um, and it's up to us as parents. It's up to 
us as Christians. It's up to us as concerned citizens to take a stand and to use our voice. We can't wait for someone else to do it. Um, this falls on the shoulders of this issue. It, it tends to fall on the shoulders of young girls and women. Uh, but there's a lot of fingers to point here. Um, so be responsible, take some accountability, um, and don't don't bury your head in the sand because, like I said, it's happening in Ohio, which is why I'm excited to be there testifying to hopefully ensure that there's some level of protection for women and girls. I can't wait to hear your testimony. She is Riley Gaines, host of Outkick's Gaines for Girls podcast, one of the most decorated swimmers in Big Blue Nation history. And she's on the front lines, tip of the spear in this battle over the soul of our kids and our nation. Riley, thank you for carving out time to be with us today. No, thank you very much, and I will see you soon. All right, see you. God bless you. As I said, you can watch Riley's testimony today at ohiochannel.org. Now, when you get over to that website, it's going to be row three, column four. You'll see uh, the Senate Government Oversight Committee. They are booked to start at 2 p.m. So 2 p.m. is the time that you'll want to begin watching. I expect that Riley will be near the top of uh, testimonies today. So DNA tests and chromosome structures clearly tell you whether a person is male or female, uh, but not in the World Economic Forum, one global Marxist government order. You either accept their made-up rules and structures or they'll sick a quasi-government body on you like the NCAA, take your trophy, not let you get a picture with it, or government agencies, the National Education Association, and other authorities, or They'll use their pals in the press to attack your character, label you a hater of trans youth. Have you heard that one? A bigot and other such liberal labels. But Riley Gaines is standing up to all of that, which is why she's loved, respected, and seen as a hero to some and why she was attacked at San Francisco State University by trans activists who assaulted and battered her and trapped her in a space for over three hours until the police had to come and rescue her. Unbelievable. Uh, As a father of three school-aged children, I often lay awake at night wondering what our kids face daily that we as parents don't fully comprehend or know about. For example, the movement that seeks to elevate gender dysphoria above typical behavior is one that is shrouded in secrecy. We've done reports at the Ohio Press Network that have uncovered these facts. There are school districts that people with discerning eyes can see are ginning up ideological and sexualized discussions among kids as young as elementary schools in some districts, by the way, and then being advised by social justice law firms that the school can, in fact, keep the sexualized conversations from parents. What's the criteria? Well, it's kind of hard to figure out. When attorneys we talk to who represent parents have asked for clear guidelines, they get the runaround. But what we've been able to weave together is this. If you don't believe that all cases of kids wanting to identify as a sex opposite their biology is rooted in true gender dysphoria, but maybe it's peer pressure, political pressure, or maybe the child wanting to please an adult role model, then you're a denier. If... You don't believe that allowing gender dysphoria to be handled by socially transitioning a kid 
that is allowing Johnny to be called Jane, dress like a Jane, and take on that persona while at school, you might be viewed as a threat to that child and his mental health, even if you're the parent. And in that case, the school might be justified to keep conversations and social transitioning from you. Don't think it can happen. Don't think it can happen with your kids in ways that don't pop up on your radar until it's too late. I would encourage you to go over to the Ohio Press Network, our website, theohiopressnetwork.com. Read the feature written by award-winning journalist Lisa Murtha. She wrote it earlier this year. It's titled Parents. We knew nothing about this. She chronicles the startling story of a middle schooler in central Ohio who was exhibiting not only gender dysphoria, but perhaps deeper and more serious issues, mental breakdowns and more. But none of it was shared with her parents, according to them, until their daughter was deemed suicidal by the district. This is why Riley Gaines and her activism matters. This is why protecting women's sports matters. It's not about hate. I buy Wendy's more than I buy McDonald's because I prefer Wendy's food, not because I hate McDonald's. I choose to follow the science of XX versus XY chromosomes because I prefer objectivity and truth over the subjective, here are my pronouns. That doesn't make me a hater. That makes me a chooser. And if I'm not able to choose an option that doesn't result in my being villainized, labeled, pursued by the FBI, maybe if I attend a school board meeting, then I don't have a choice. I have the illusion of a choice. And that's not freedom. It's tyranny. And this trans movement, masked in fake concern for youth, is just that. It's another wedge that separates the lovers of freedom from the people who are so beaten down and confused that they want the government to be daddy, God, and provider. The issue is much bigger than the useful idiots will tell you, and it's why it's a mountain worth battling over time and time and time again. So thank you to Riley Gaines for being on the front lines of that battle for the soul of our country, for the soul of our children, and for us as parents. More on the other side of the break. In hour number two, I'll be joined by John Patton of the Alpha Beta Report. He's a cryptocurrency expert who joined us a few weeks back to build a foundation of understanding about digital currency and the difference between digital currency and a central bank digital currency. Big difference. Today, we'll talk about the European Union's central bank digital currency and what developments over the pond might mean for America and look at Biden's investigation into a CBDC, a central bank digital currency here. Then at 1250, uh, Dr. Glenn Dewar, friend of the show of Cedarville University, will be with us to interpret the election of what the mainstream press is calling a right-wing radical in Argentina and give us an update on the prisoners released from Hamas terrorists in Gaza. But I want to set the table for our chat with John. He's fantastic. He'll give us a no BS look into what's on the horizon. But listen, if you have questions for John, email me at jack.windsor at theohiopressnetwork.com. That's jack.windsor at the, T-H-E, ohiopressnetwork.com. Or call, call now at 
989. That's 844-TALK-989. And give me your question. That's why he's here. He's going to deliver some great information because we're hearing a lot, aren't we, about the, the what feels like, sounds like, and looks like the dystopian future of a central bank digital currency. But what's truth and what's fiction and where are we now and where are we headed? And most importantly, how can you prepare? One of the things, as I said, we need to pay attention to, John has told me, is what's going on in Europe. So let's look at the latest there per report in Coindesk. And it's written by Sandali Handagama, and it states that the European Central Bank, ECB, is moving its digital euro project to a preparation phase, which could pave the way for a potential future decision to issue one. Although a decision on whether to issue a central bank digital currency, what we're calling CBDC, for retail use in the European Union was due at the end of a two-year investigation phase that is just concluding. The ECB, the European Central Bank, has faced mounting criticism over its plans, including from lawmakers, targeting privacy issues, imagine that, and even veering into conspiracy theories. Now, I don't know about you, but when I read someone in the press writing about conspiracy theories, I automatically go, that is the reigning champion that is the undefeated team over the past three years i might want to pay attention to those things so maybe we'll ask john about some of those quote conspiracy theories now the preparation phase previously called the realization phase is due to start november so here we are it is also set to last two years and will be used to finalize a digital euro rulebook select providers to develop the central bank digital currency platform and conduct further testing. Following that, the bank's governing council will decide whether to move to the next stage of preparations to pave the way for a possible future issuance and rollout of a digital euro. Now, the move to a preparation phase is not a decision to issue a digital euro, the central bank said. A decision will only be considered by the governing council once the European Union's legislative process has been completed. The European Commission published legislative proposals in June for a digital euro, but that's only the first step of a complex process that could take years to complete. Moving forward with the project doesn't preempt such a decision or prejudge the outcome of the ongoing legislative process, according to European Central Bank. Executive Board Member Fabio Panetta, who heads the bank's work on the digital euro, he said that in a statement. Now, the move is not without critics. Here's what we need to pay attention to. It may be premature, given the ECB has not been able to clearly communicate the added value of the digital euro said Marcus Ferber, member of the European Parliament's Economic Affairs Committee. And he's a central bank digital currency skeptic. Well, I would be too. If there's no value add, why are you spending time and government resources to create something that has no value add? Wouldn't that further perpetuate the conspiracy theories and the fear surrounding a central bank digital currency? Quote, 
It would have been smarter for the European Central Bank to wait with its preparation phase until the European legislator, which would be what we would say the legislature here in America, has concluded its deliberations, Ferber said in a statement. There is a good chance that the European legislator will make major tweaks to the proposed legal framework. If that is the case, the European Central Bank's preparatory phase could easily be for the birds. Now, on a more diplomatic note, he did add that the two-year phase may also provide a chance for the European Central Bank to tweak the central bank digital currency to deliver on, quote, the promises of a digital currency. The report, published alongside a statement, says that the European Central Bank designed a digital euro that would widely be accessible to citizens and businesses through distribution by supervised intermediaries such as banks. So we have a two-year trial period. Didn't we hear two, two weeks to flatten the curve? It's just, a, it's, just, it's just a two-year trial period. And we don't have a value proposition yet, but we're going to go forward and we're going we're gonna to start interviewing and conducting analyses of potential providers to build this central bank digital currency platform. We're going to go ahead and create the rule book, <laughs> the rules by which this thing will operate. And we're going to conduct further investigations. I don't know about you, but that to me seems like an attempt to get into your reticular activating system, your brain, the frontal lobe, the thing that allows you to notice certain things, certain phrases like a central bank digital currency and to tie that central bank digital currency to you know, just really benign and nebulous and maybe friendly sounding things like, eh, we're just going to, we're just going to look at it. We're just going to interview some people. We'll draft some rules that if we decide to do it, that you can operate by. If alarm bells aren't going off in your head and maybe John will say, don't, don't be alarmed. This is part of the process. I look at it and I say, it's kind of like a Python. Have you ever heard this story? If, if you have a, a pet python and it gets out and you ever wake up and the python is just kind of snuggling up to you, you might wake up and go, oh, this is pretty cool. I like this. Friendly snake. Well, anyone who knows snakes will tell you that python is sizing you up. That python is determining how much room he needs in his belly before he crushes you and imbibes you. I would suggest that this slow roll that we're seeing with the European Union Central Bank digital currency is akin to the python out of the cage snuggling up to you. They're just monitoring you to see how palatable this idea is so that they can, what, have total control over your money. Because when they control your money and your ability to buy and sell, they have complete control over you and over everything that you can and cannot do. John Patton will break it all down for us next. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.